I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good afternoon. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Friday, February 19th, and these are the top stories the Chi Chi team is watching right now. Time and time again, American politicians brag about the U.S. being the greatest country on earth. However, I'm truly confused on what gives them this idea, given the current circumstances. Several people in Texas have died of hypothermia in their homes. The one place that is supposed to be a safe space is not necessarily that for Texans at the moment. The Harris County Sheriff has said, quote, the weather is not just cold, it's deadly. Indoor hypothermia deaths are very rare but the fatalities indicate just how unforgiving current conditions are in the Lone Star State. Temperatures were reportedly expected to drop into the 20s overnight Thursday, and hundreds of thousands of people are still without power after four days. Roughly 13 million people have been instructed to boil their tap water. On top of the hypothermia deaths, officials are reporting more and more people dying of carbon monoxide exposure as they turn to gas generators for power. A Galveston County judge has called for a district attorney's office to open an investigation into the true total number of deaths caused by the severe weather. As bad as things are now in Texas, somehow it actually could have been worse. According to the president of the company that manages electricity throughout the state, Texas was just seconds away from a catastrophic power grid failure that could have left millions of people without energy for months. The company, ERCOT, has faced widespread backlash for its handling of the power outage in Texas. Specifically, ERCOT has been criticized for implementing rolling blackouts, which the company said were to prevent the entire state grid from failing. ERCOT's president said that if operators had not made the call to conduct rolling blackouts, then Texas would have been in, quote, an indeterminately long crisis. As terrible as that does sound, The current situation is far from a walk in the park. Meanwhile, Governor Greg Abbott has reportedly called on Texas lawmakers to mandate that power plants be better prepared for extreme cold in the future. Lovely gesture, but it's a little too late. At least now we have a leader who believes climate change is real. The U.S. has officially returned to the Paris Climate Agreement. President Biden signed an executive order within hours of his January inauguration, They reversed the withdrawal that former President Trump ordered in 2019. World leaders had a kumbaya moment as the U.S. rejoined the agreement that promises to achieve net zero carbon emissions by the middle of the century. More than 120 nations, including the world's largest carbon culprit, China, have signed up. With the massive power outage happening in Texas, the state has been catapulted into the spotlight of national news coverage. Not only are residents battling to find food, water, and warmth, but prison inmates are having an even more dire experience than they were before the winter storm. Let's be real. The state's prison system was in bad shape long before the storm began. One prison had fallen into such disrepair that 
Last year, the state closed it instead of dishing out the $30 million needed to fix it. Hundreds of other buildings don't have basic safety features like fire alarm systems or functional locks. Then COVID-19 made matters worse. A quarter of all prisoners have tested positive for the virus. There have been staffing shortages, weeks-long lockdowns, and constant complaints about moldy and skimpy meals. Then the deep freeze came and shit just got a lot worse. Officials said 33 prisons have lost power and 20 had water shortages after the state's electrical grid failed. Though the Texas Department of Criminal Justice said generators kept electricity on, staff, prisoners, and their families reported frigid, horrific conditions around the system. One man in prison near Houston said that it has been so cold that his fingers cracked and started bleeding. Another inmate said, quote, heaters aren't working, there's no showers, everyone's locked in the cell, and noted that officials had used table salt on walkways between buildings to make them passable. As the bad weather continues, fewer corrections officers show up to work, which exacerbates understaffing. More than a dozen prisons lost some or all of their access to water. Really, the winter system has brought to light the poor infrastructure of the American prison system. If lawmakers really care about rehabilitating people, the entire system needs to be revamped so that inmates are not treated as less than human. With Donald Trump finally out of the highest office in the land, employees of his struggling D.C. hotel have gone a bit rogue. Some have told the Washingtonian Magazine how much of a nightmare it is to work at the hotel, and essentially as part of the Trump administration. One chef recalled how Trump complained that his steak was not as big as the steak of his dinner guest. Workers had to memorize a seven-step process to serve Trump his Diet Coke. Seven steps, seven. How are there seven steps to give someone a Coke? As if working under Trump was not bad enough, people also had to deal with his ramifications from outsiders. If they wore their uniform on public transportation, some noted how they were harassed by the public. Latino employees said some family members refused to speak to them. A manager said that while a colleague was praising Trump, on the outside she agreed, but she said she was dying on the inside. All the way around, it just sounds like a horrible experience. I mean, you gotta hand it to them for their creative effort. Two young women in Florida came up with quite the diabolical plan to dress up as older women in order to get the coronavirus vaccine. Yeah, apparently these two women are not playing any games with the coronavirus and don't want to take their chances of getting sick. Instead, it seems, they'd rather take their chances on disguises. In order to be priority to receive the coronavirus vaccine in Florida, a person must be 65. So the women, who are 44 and 34 years old, dressed up as grannies. They got decked out in bonnets, gloves, and glasses to appear older. Both of the women had Centers for Disease Control and Prevention cards, indicating that they had already received their first doses of the vaccine. However, staff reportedly became suspicious when the birthdays listed on their driver's licenses did not match up with their appearances. In turn, they were referred to deputies. They have not been charged with any wrongdoing, but they did not get their shots. Honestly, they may have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling healthcare professionals. That's all for today. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. 
find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.